America is a nation that can be defined in a single word. I was going to put him uh, foot. Think about that. I want to sit down and cry a river of tears. All the major internets do that. Well, I've got news for you. You are mine now. This is the Brian Suits Show. Local trauma is what I would say. AM 770, KTTH, Brian Suits here. And uh, producer Greg here for a Monday, the 12th of your February 2024. Uh, so you're in a mean mood. You're in a really mean mood today, huh? Why do you say that? Well, because your little Patrick Mahomes has more Super Bowls than his dad has DUIs joke. Well, I saw you that online. I can't take credit for originality on that one. So you, so you're you're just passing it on because you're malicious and mean. Lots of storylines out of yesterday's big game. Taylor Swift chugged a beer on the Jumbotron. Ben Affleck needed auto-tune in a Dunkin' Donuts commercial. Travis Kelsey accosts head coach. And a Kyle Shanahan team implodes yet again. Yet again. He's he's had his finger in three different Super Bowl pies where a lead is blown. So I guess... I guess the NFC West is safe. But, I mean, then again, you have to be in the Super Bowl to blow a lead. So there's uh, there's that. Why do we have a flyover in a covered stadium? <laughs> I missed that part of the broadcast. And, and, by the way, do you know, let, let's pay this off, did Reba go over or under 90 seconds? You know what? I have the info for you on that. I, I, I do, too. It. And it, I'll tell you what. Uh, we'll, we'll get to that here in just a second. Right. And, and <clears throat> did you see the RFK repurpose of the JFK 1960s uh, president spot? I did, and the fallout ensued. And he had to apologize to family, all of that. Yet uh, he has it as a pinned tweet on X. It won't get rid of it. <laughs> and it's a good song, I gotta say. And, but he's apologizing about how uh, how rules for PACs work. It's and, an uh, earworm. And all that. But, uh, you know, I put the work into it. And so let's uh, throw out uh, today what we're going to unpack today. Morning montage. Do you want a man for president who's seasoned through and through? My memory is so bad I let you speak. So I want to be very clear here. It was gratuitous. Gratuitous. And clearly politically motivated. <laughs> Undocumented Americans that are in this country. It's Hartman, Jackpot, Kansas City. Say it with us. Players, no holding. It's the real deal. 100% electric. It's the real deal. Yeah. I get home and Kramer. Right. The real Kramer, the guy who the character in the show was based on. Mm-hmm. I hate it. I'm done. <laughs> you. I quit. <laughs> so uh, that last bit was uh, Larry David uh, talking about his time on a brief comedy show in, 19, in the 80s. Um, well, so the, the uh, all weekend long, the talking point from last Friday was gratuitous. They kept saying that's gratuitous. That's a good word. A lot of syllables. I, I know. It was operation, you know, long word, gratuitously long word and uh, and the whole thing. And the, the one guy that knew uh, how his future was going to work out was <clears throat> the, um, the MSNBC guy, Rosenberg, former federal prosecutor. Who spoke the truth? Uh, again, they uh, KJP on Friday 
did two minutes, a two-minute run on how gratuitous that was. It wasn't necessary. The, thing. the one thing they were suppressing is Merrick Garland appointed that special prosecutor, and special prosecutors, if they don't prosecute, and 99% of the time, if a special prosecutor uh, is assigned, there's going to be a prosecution. If they don't prosecute, they have to give a lengthy statement like Comey did on why they're not prosecuting. Because when Comey did his thing back in 2016, you you just assume. I didn't know that at the time, but I assumed. And so, therefore, I am referring, uh, I'm recommending charges of the fall. Then he says that he he didn't. Uh, charge Hillary. Well, on Thursday, her, the special prosecutor, yeah, Trump appointee, but Merrick Garland gave him the case. He had to come up with a reason why you're not prosecuting. And one of them was this guy on the stand would be too sympathetic because he's elderly and forgetful and the whole thing. He's, he's a well-meaning elderly man were his words, right? So was that gratuitous? It was no, required. It might have been indefatigable. But I do have to replay this because this guy is MIA. They MSNBC has put this guy back in the closet because he said it out loud and he also said the truth about uh, who runs MSNBC. Yeah, so let me uh, start down a path, Willie, that will make me unbelievably unpopular uh, this morning. So number <laughs> one, under the special counsel regulations, her, the special counsel, has an obligation. He shall write a report. He must write a report. Mm -hmm. If you're writing a report to the Attorney General of the United States and you're recommending that someone not be prosecuted, which I think is the right recommendation, then you would tell the Attorney General why you think that person ought not be prosecuted. And then you can just play crickets after that because, because that is a pretty salient point. And uh, so they don't want him because today the, the term is gratuitous. Today, all weekend long, they tr trotted that out on uh, Friday morning, uh, gratuitous. And so we, that's, you know, again, they, I, I think it was a, a, a mistake. If you, if you really believe in your president, you're going to have him in that interview. It's not like CBS is going to throw fastballs at old man Biden. But uh, instead, all he did was, uh, th that was bizarre. The shrinkflation thing, uh, where I, I, I never, I didn't see this. When did, when did, this air before the game? I don't know if it was before the game, but it was on Super Bowl Sunday that the video came out and that I saw it. And <laughs> this was uh, Mr. President Andy Rooney going off on the side the Super of Bowl Sunday. Bags of potato chips. Any, yeah. Anything like me, you like to be surrounded by a snack or two a while snack. watching the big game. You know, when buying snacks for the game, you might have noticed one thing sports drinks bottles are smaller, a bag of chips has fewer chips. So he's, so he's tackling shrinkflation. Which is a form of inflation. I, and so I, that's why when I saw that replayed, I, I didn't get, well, what was the point of that? He's, just, he's denouncing it? He's announcing that the Coast Guard is declaring war on shrinkflation or what? Break. American public, little by little, and hoping you won't notice. Give me a break. Give me a break. Uh, not a joke. Um, and so I, I, I didn't get that. Well, the answer is Reba did go over, and it was 90.5 was the over-under, and I didn't see where the, where the money went. But she went over, and you know by how many lyrics she went over? 
Sorry, I was looking up old Andy oh. Rooney clips. <clears throat> um, no, yeah, no, ang- angry old man uh, d- denouncing shrinkflation. I may not understand art, but I do understand the English language. Um, you ever notice that the boxes <laughs> are getting smaller? Um, she stretched. She went over 90 seconds by one word because she repeated the last word. That's right. Yeah. This is- I mean, I wouldn't take that bet if I was Vegas because, I mean, obviously, if you're her, you, you could time it out and you can you can add one more, the brave. And, and I mean, it guarantees no one in the audience gets to sing along. I thought, well, always one of the implied things, like at a high school football game, is everyone's going to, we're all going to come together uh, for for this song. And uh, it's a ritual. And uh, I thought for this, and uh, unless you're a... Uh, uh, you know, once in a generation singer like Whitney Houston, and it's, you know, we're about to kick off uh, the the original Gulf War. War, uh, you know, that's uh, that's one thing. But and anyway. the other over under that was of note was how many times the TV broadcast was going to cut to a picture of Taylor Swift. I stopped counting. Oh at, my at gosh, five. it was at least twenty. <clears throat> my goodness, they could not get enough. You know what? The the big shocker, I got to say, the big regional shocker, because I was going to watch the game at home. Um, by the way, what did you eat? Oh, I delivered on my promise. I had a queso dip. Uh, my wife made meatballs. Queso uh, dip and our, meatballs. Our host made an unorthodox dish, split pea soup, which was actually delicious. Yeah, with ham. Oh, my gosh. It was delicious. Or bacon. Um, yeah. Well, so I said to myself, self, I'm going to support um, my, my my local uh, publicans, and mm-hmm. uh, went down to a bistro bistro pub called uh, the local because they make great wings. They make real wings. They're not nice. they're not with the the tip shoved into the femur. And you they're, go spicy. They're actual a uh, chicken wing. Like you stick your wing out, and I chop it at the shoulder, and that's where the quote drumstick comes from. Um, and they deep fry them, and then. They do salt and vinegar or whatever, right? So they're they're pure protein. They're great. You just take them apart; they cool down. So we had I so I had Channel Seven on at home, and they're running uh, like a Brett Musburger career retrospective and all this before the eleven a.m. beginning of the Superb Owl pre pregame. And CBS, I think, is pretty lame in general. But but anyway, the pregame's pregame. So I'm watching it at, at home, and I get down to my favorite place at noon, and I and I said, "Oh, um, hey, can we get that pregame on?" So they hit seven. They, so they have Direct TV. You know where the punchline? You know where I'm going with this? Uh, do they not have a renewed contract with uh, Channel Seven <clears throat> or something? They have. <clears throat> Channel Seven has been threatening this for a couple of weeks. They've had a banner ad on Direct TV and threatening to drop us. So it's not signing a new contract. Well, the hammer fell apparently yesterday, and what what a bad day for the hammer to fall! If you have Direct TV, Channel Seven was not on there as of yesterday, uh, uh, or maybe Saturday. I don't know. But anyway, bottom line is, it says you want to watch the Superb Owl, you want to watch any of the pregame, you had to subscribe to Paramount or watch Kids on. Nickelodeon. Not impressed. Uh, and he had to watch Dora the Explorer explaining um, 
about uh, about holding holding kids is uh, wheels on the bus. No, that's not. That's uh, that's Kamala <laughs> explaining wheels on the bus. But anyway, so if if I was a Directv customer, yesterday would be my day. As I would I would say, come over here to the dark side. It's okay. Roku works. Works. Oh, Holding is the illegal grabbing of a player who is not in possession of the football in order to gain an advantage. Both offensive or defensive players can be called for holding. Say it with us. Players no holding. Players no holding. Yeah, so I mean, I'm assuming that that is for all the fans of Taylor Swift that are uh, watching football now. And that's great. You know, they're expanding their their, their brand and the whole thing. But uh, yeah. Uh, so I guess we are going to completely stream all of our uh, sports and stuff. I mean, that there was a day when that was just broadcast. You know, it was bounced around from uh, <clears throat> ABC to CBS, occasionally NBC, and then uh, Fox has had a couple Super Bowls. And those are channels that you get on your TV with your cable. But, I mean, I, I got to say, I think maybe this weekend was the death of cable. That was the end of it. And was yesterday's game a, a Super Bowl classic? I believe in many regards it was. The one uh, downside, though. The final, the fourth quarter of the overtime. We all had it. to learn in real time what the overtime rules are because it feels like they're changing now every three years. So, wait, do both teams get to possess the ball, but then there's their quarters now? Like, everybody said, oh, they scored with three seconds left. But, yeah, but they would have just played an extra overtime had they not scored a touchdown at the end. No one knew what was going on. Uh, wait, what was the final? A 25 to 22, maybe? Also a oh, bizarre so it, score. Uh, yeah, so the Chiefs uh, covered and won. Well, and the dumb controversy with uh, the San Francisco 49ers is why did they choose to receive the ball first if the Kansas City Chiefs were guaranteed a possession? Usually you want to know what you what have you to gotta score. What you got to do, yeah, where's the bar? And so that and, was a dumb I move. mean, that's where effectively I didn't see anything different about that over time, but... Um, I'll tell you what, I could have done without that the first half. That, that, that was, was arrived late. Don't hurry. There's plenty of parking. Right. You know, I can like go make a food run for, for golly's sake on that one. How about um, Travis Kelsey though, accosting Andy Reed? Did you see that replay? He bumps him with his shoulder and Andy Reed almost falls over. Yeah, I would be the GM would be talking to Travis today saying, you know, do a couple social media posts on how inappropriate that was <laughs> and you're just so overwhelmed by your uh, desire to win, you know, and all that. But uh, otherwise, I, I got to say that the first half, forgettable. And the, the the Chiefs' defense, I think, has been disrespected. But I, I really honestly thought the Niners would be better. But uh, Niner offense uh, failing. And that was the other thing uh, about um, the CBS pregame show. I think everybody on earth knows that Brock Purdy was the final draft pick. And they seem to, like, break it. Um, and do a 20-minute uh, thing. Mr. Uh, Irrelevant. Yeah. And past Mr. Irrelevant. So you've, you've never heard of any of them. Okay, so there's that. And then the commercials. So I got to say, I have to say, nothing was better than the Crystal Walken BMW ad. That was top three for sure. And I don't, uh, yeah, I mean, he's because... Every, and I don't know where, I'll find it during the uh, the spots, but um, I mean, during our, our commercials. But that was my favorite. The, the Matt Damon, Ben Affleck one, a little, little two inside. The 
the one I didn't get was I, I, I grant was funny was the you have to forget something to remember something. Which product was that though? Uh, DoorDash. Oh, maybe I or, missed. Oh no, the Uber. Uber Eats. It was something. It was a, it was a thing. With Jennifer Aniston and David Schwimmer. Uh, and, yeah. Yeah. And. And at the end, she forgot that she knew David Schwimmer, and that's a punchline. But that big, fat country dude with the tatted-up face did play him bone or something. Oh, yeah, he, a jelly roll, jelly roll. He 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 was part of the joke where he looked at himself in the mirror and he said, "Hey, who marked my face up?" And that was it. funny. I thought that was funny. But um, oh, what about halftime show? Usher, are you an Usher fan? Yawn. He did, should be honor. You know, here's the thing is that I remember what the ad was for, but until the infrastructure, it's a good-looking BMW, but I've got to say, until the infrastructure can support EVs, I'm not interested. But still funny, Mm, though. The beginning of your walk-in impression was better than the... uh, Shut up (laughs) until you do one better. I'm going to keep doing it. No, that totally set me off. Until when I saw that commercial, I, I was just into it for the rest of the day. And yeah. the 14 year old was like, Who are you even imitating? Because people 14 and younger don't know who Christopher Walken is. I'm like, Well, there's a scene in Pulp Fiction I'll queue up for you. Okay, no. And uh, how about the Schwarzenegger ad where he couldn't put like an ER on the end of his phrases or and something? And that was a comedy. Like yeah, he, get, he gets a chopper uh, in, in, in That was kind of amusing. Uh, yeah, I didn't. And what was it for? Allstate, I believe. He's like an Allstate agent, and he saves someone from a burning house. <clears throat> that's how good my memory is. I don't remember. And that's why, you know, if the ads don't stick, it doesn't matter. And and that's where what's so funny about the Bitcoin crap was, uh, that was two years ago. Larry David was funny, uh, and you remembered that the entire point of the bit was that he he makes bad calls. So he, he poo-poos he, every innovation throughout history. And at the end, history. he says, eh, Bitcoin, yeah, no, or whatever it was. No but, Bitcoin ads yesterday. If there was, I missed it. So funny. Nothing about ETFs or anything. Right. No financial advice. No that Matt Damon. That was the Damon. new hotness just two years ago. Yeah, no, no Bitcoin. I got 10 forks right here, baby. It's <laughs> hilarious. Almost, almost as funny as this. I hate it. I'm done. <laughs> F*** you. I quit. It's uh, talking about the first episode of Seinfeld. Um, but, uh, so anyway, uh, the, the big doings, the, the big talking point out of the White House this morning is, yeah, well, Trump is worse because Trump invited Putin, uh, to attack NATO. So let me, let me explain, uh, how this works when we come back. Uh, but l- let me, let me pay this, uh, play, this is South Carolina, audience fully yokels, not there for a foreign policy lecture or to learn how NATO works. And here's Trump reading the room. This is what he does better than, better than any politician right now. One of the presidents of a big country stood up and said, well, sir, uh, if we don't pay and we're attacked by Russia, will you protect us? I said, you didn't pay? You're delinquent? He said, yes, let's say that happened. No, I would not protect you. In fact, I would encourage them to do whatever the hell they want. You got to pay. You got to pay your bills. And I'll explain what, well, you know, if you can't figure out that he's making that story up and they're sort of, oh, European leaders from, from what, from big country are really concerned. They all know this story never happened, but that crowd in South Carolina, they don't. And the do nothing Europeans is a great campaign story in a Republican state, in a Republican auditorium. 
why can't you figure that out? Anyway, they're they're playing it as never mind, uh, never mind Biden. How about this guy? Uh, so uh, anyway, we'll. Uh... Thank you, Craig. If the special counsel says President Biden's got significant limitations, oh, we'll play the rest of that. That was fr she finally went two minutes answering that one. I couldn't couldn't avoid it. Um, uh, back in a second, 800-465-8770, Um, your hot takes, your Monday morning hot takes, raining all over. Apparently, it's rained for a couple days. I didn't mind it. I, you know what I did? I drove slow and stayed in my lane. Odd. Um, back in a second, AM 770, KTTH. Some of the KTTH prime suits here. Um, a quick uh, premature uh, uh Brian and Greg, the reason Vegas has these prop bets, like over under Reba National Anthem, that could be manipulated is that they limit uh, how much you can bet. You're not putting a million on Reba to go over. The real trick is the commission they take on every bet. Heads they win, tails you lose. Uh, it's called the rake. Yeah, the vig. That's what the mob calls so, it. So a lot of people don't understand this about gambling, but when you see a line uh, in Vegas like, oh, the 49ers are a two-point favorites, they think, well, how did Vegas get the line so right? Well, all they're looking for is 50% of the money bet on the Chiefs and 50% of the money bet on the Niners because they, where they make their money is in the rake. So if you bet $110, you can only win 100 and they take that $10, 10% is a commission that they take on every bet. But wouldn't, would, <clears throat> but you know, Reba, Reba came up as, as a simple girl and I'm sure she still uh, likes the money. And wouldn't, wouldn't you just tell all your relatives, you know, put a thousand bucks for me to go over and I'll add one, the brave for the covered stadium flyover. Uh, again, it's like, well, what no one it? can see. Well, What's that over, noise out there? Look over at Lake Mead, everyone. There's an aircraft carrier float by. I mean, it's, this is, um, uh, youthful. Anyway, time for a checking of the texting. 912 saying it's called a drum. Wait, when 360. It's called a drumstick because it reminded people of the older drumsticks, which had a soft mallet end on it. I don't care. I'm just saying that a real chicken wing begins with the shoulder. And that's what we call the drum. I mean, it looks like that. that's when you go eat wings at, at Kansas City Crazy Wings or whatever. That drumstick is not the drumstick is not a leg. That's that's called a leg, like a chicken leg or a turkey leg. But uh, anyway, so I huh. had real wings, and it's, it, it fills me up. But then then I saw that that Directv no longer offered Channel Seven, and I said, "What a royal screwing!" Say I. Uh just switched to Fubo TV this past year. Two hundred six says. I kept cutting out, and I had to keep restarting the stream. It sucked. Well, I don't have that problem because I just canceled them. So they're just so I never never dealt with that problem. Um, <clears throat> so King County, where are the kids? The the kids are not in King County anymore, or rather, they're not certainly not in Seattle. And there's an interactive map 
on the uh, Seattle Times. And it affects, you know, where schools are going to be in the whole thing. Um, you know what I did Saturday morning? Of course not. You have no way of knowing. But it's a rhetorical question. I went to, you know, uh, arguably one of the best off-leash dog parks on the West Coast. There's Marymore. But if you want to keep driving a little bit, the one at Mount Sai is amazing. Three Rivers. Ama- I posted from there Saturday morning at Brian Dell Junk on the Instagram. Um, phenomenal park. Now, when I lived up there, it was a de facto, I won't tell if you won't tell, one of those kind of places. And it was great. Now, you can really actually park and let your dog out. Just keep him out of the muddy water. Um, it's, a, it's a great park. And there was a, there was a woman who helped me. The three the three footed dog Wyatt he he's a he's a he's tons of fun. I needed help getting him back in the car. So is that North Bend? It's um it's between the Bucolic town of Suquamish and North Bend. It's okay. up against the middle fork of the Suquamish River, uh, hence the Three Forks uh, name. And at the foot of Mount Si, it is it's epic. Beautiful clear day, you know. So you're between the mountains and stuff. And uh, and the, the woman. So we're talking about the place. And I said, you know, thanks for helping me with with uh, fatty, fatty pork boy. And uh, she did. And I said, now, do you know about Marymore? And she goes, yeah, I, I go past there. She was from Seattle, like most Seattleites, has dogs and not kids, um, and came up there early morning, Saturday morning. I took me an hour and a half to drive up there, but it was worth it. And so Seattle Times with a story uh, today about where are all the kids in King County uh, because one of the reasons I was up there was I was kind of reconning it. And, man, I got to tell you, I don't know, because I'm about to uh, vote on a school levy tomorrow in America's County. But I was talked out of looking at Suquamish when I moved back here because everyone's like, oh, no, yeah, the east side's all blown out. And that's all, you know, so, well, yeah, I got news for it. Suquamish, there's still an old town Suquamish. And that high school is five stars. It looks like a community college. And, I mean, it was a nice school last time I lived there. But now it's a nice school with a whole lot of money and a, you know, uh, tribal casino up the hill, you know, kicking into it and the whole thing. But I was really surprised. And when I lived there, I was working at night next to the, at the, the door down from us from 9 to 1, 9 p.m. to 1, and total reverse commute. And on uh, so anyway, I, I would I would defend that and say, okay, I, I think the overdevelopment ends at the Sammamish Plateau. But it, what's really funny about this interactive where the hell are the kids map is you you can tell on the east side where the new developments are and all that by what percentage of the of that area are are kids. Uh, and, and it's really interesting and. and and where the new schools are and, and stuff. By the way, you know, I'm always on about the demographics um, and stuff. I'm, I'm a total dork about that stuff. <clears throat> Wall Street Journal reminding me why I subscribed to it today. How China miscalculated its way to a baby bust. They're, they're talking about the secondary effect of the one-child policy is still being felt. And it's now it's being felt because no one wants to have kids in China. No one wants to marry. No one wants to have kids. I mean, they're in a demographic tailspin, the scale of which no one saw in 1980 when they had a mathematic genius um, and uh, intercontinental ballistic missile uh, tech uh, work out why 
a one-child policy, uh, a couple a couple should be replaced by only one, and that'll take care of the overpopulation, which was the global warming of the seventies. And uh, we're gonna have, soon we're gonna have too many people to feed, and and the whole thing. Really interesting article about how China is demographically an afterthought. It's just that we got to wait twenty years um, b- before that, uh, that 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 occurs. And also, by the way. The if it's if you have secondary and tertiary effects, a tertiary effect is a surplus of men, and that is why you're getting um, men born in the 80s crossing into the United States. They're fleeing a failed system, they're coming to a successful system, they want to contribute to a successful economy. Are there Chinese spies? Why would they put them through a, 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 a four nation foot, a foot march? Why not fly them in like they've been doing for 30 years? No, the guys crossing the border are the ones who have chosen to to, to sever the ties. It's pretty crazy how we're we're, we're uh, if, if labor is what we need, then we're if there's a benefit to China's one child policy, it's that uh, we America is going to be fixed for labor for the next 10 years. Because, I mean, you all understand somebody has to pay into Social Security. And that's not going to be happening in Japan, Italy, and China. Within 10 years, there's going to be more retirees than active workers. And that's when you get upside down. And that's when bad scenes happen and stuff. It's not going to happen here uh, ever. But, you know, people like me are just saying just at least sign the clipboard on your way in. You know, don't just sneak in. And don't TikTok where to sneak in and stuff like that. Um, all right. Do you have any have any lovely uh, texts? Apart from what you've already read, did you see the Ross and Rachel commercial? Yeah, the Uber Eats one. And then this texture makes a reference that I don't really understand. 206 says the Snohomish High School is gorgeous, but uh, woke from the woke from the ground. Up, there are no urinals in the boys' room. What? Uh, clubs promote woke agendas and grievances on flyers around the school. What? Is there a new new school in Somish? I don't know. Or is it just expanded on the old one? So uh, anyway, home of the Panthers. Used to be, per capita, the most concealed carry town in America. Um, city some, uh, of, of similar size. My barber in Somish used to open carry. And I think I'm already done that punchline haven't i but i mean he used to open carry and it was you know is, it, is that your gun or are you just happy to be, be getting a, a haircut so it's gone from that to no urinals in the men's room what the what the hell sandwich uh anyway when we come back <clears throat> um israel is winning the war and you're not hearing it on the american media we'll get to that um and california uh, has um put a principal on leave because during a active shooter drill which I'll defend. All schools should do them. This particular principal made a gun hand that was going boom, boom, you're dead, and pew, pew, and all that. Not adding to the realism, but regardless. So back in the second AM, 770 KTTH.
those kids at Lake Sammamish. Uh, AM770 KTTH, uh, Brian Suits here. Well, where the heck have all the kids gone in King County? King County may have hit peak kids, but if but but not really. What they really what what Seattle Times means by that is Seattle. And I mean Seattle has been in a uh, kid desert for a long, long time. And in, in terms of percentage of areas from Soto down to SeaTac, 6.7% of the population kid. Uh, downtown Seattle, 3%, because it's no place to raise kids. Can't have dogs, can't have kids. Uh, but wait, there's more. Let me get to it. North Lake, uh, North Elliott Bay is all offices and grain elevators, the whole thing. And so that's where you get 2.5%, and 0.7%, really not. And then you get up to um, Magnolia, and you know where where you see people buying uh, view wealthy view homes. The the percentage of kids in those areas really is not cracking thirty percent. Um, and in this interactive map, the more purple the segment is, the more kids there are. So guess where the purple corridor is? It goes from Lake Sammamish to North Bend. And I mean, you, you, you that area uh, that I was in uh, on Saturday scoping out thirty seven point six percent. And by the way, kids are under eight people, persons that are under eighteen. Okay, that's our definition of the kids. Uh, but thirty seven percent, and then the most kiddy kid kid area is Pine Lake up on the plateau, forty point one percent under eighteen. And that's where uh, that's where my kids' uh, cousins live, and I mean, there's a playground on every corner, like literally on on every corner. You can see that. Meanwhile, in in Seattle, certainly up the hill on Capitol Hill, uh, let's see that three point four percent. I you know I I gotta say I I don't know where the nearest school is, and and for the record, by the way, down there in Tomlin Land. Uh, and Renton, 35%. Lots of playgrounds down the Burien, Renton, mm-hmm. the whole thing, sure. Des Moines, um, but not too far. In, you know, you can't have a view on kids in, 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 in Seattle. But, I mean, I, don't, I couldn't tell you. If Martians landed and said, take us to your elementary school, uh, within a tank of gas of where I am in South Lake Union, I don't know where one is. I mean, they don't – there is still a Seattle school district – and they will certainly take your money uh, and stuff, but the the shift in where the kids are uh, is a big. And I think I want to say the big uh, departure point was um, twenty years ago when the average satellite there was more dogs than kids. There was more dogs per capita than kids. And I mean that's a choice. That's a choice that you know when Seattle became. High rise, high tech, and all that. It stopped being a city with working class neighborhoods. The, there was a time when Wallingford and Ravenna, that was a day shift at Boeing. That's why you get those classic old houses. They're not big, and the bedrooms are smaller than what maybe you're used to at your gated community. But those were those were family houses. Those were houses with four kids or five kids or... <clears throat> or or whatever. I remember seeing my the the Benoit twins went to their house once, 
total, you know, classic old craftsman Seattle house, old gross cedar, the whole thing. They grew up in it. Um, their parents had owned the house for like 50 years, careers at Boeing. And at and they raised six kids out of that house. And go drive around Woodland Park. That used to be a kid-friendly neighborhood. Heavily kid-friendly. Anyway, closing out uh, that thought. Um, but this is pretty wild. I mean, the number of kids was increasing in King County for 40 years. And this is the first real major decline that we've seen on record. And as with any data point, Surely the reasons for this are complex. And stop calling me Shirley. But don't you think the why is the most important thing you have to ask? I think a big part of it is that Seattle is where you maybe meet someone at work and then move to the sticks and have kids. You, but you know that you're not, you, you can't afford to, you think you can't afford to have kids. But the main thing is the city doesn't think you're having kids. Mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't have kids in Seattle. I wouldn't have kids in Portland. And what's funny is, I mean, Portland is a very kid-friendly city. Parks all over the place, except that now they're like parks in Tacoma. There's needles and stuff like that. So it's just not a very uh, kid-friendly uh, area. And so, so I'm so I says to myself as I'm driving through Suquamish, where are your homeless? Well, they're not there. They're not in North Bend either. Uh, I remember when I lived in Suquamish. There was a crazy dude. There was a town crazy dude, but he wasn't a threat. And he wasn't like sleeping in your doorway or yelling at you or screaming that robots are stealing his luggage or any of that. The, 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 and I mean, anyone driving in can confirm this. Or, or rather, should I say, are you part of the, what's the over under on millions of Americans who don't report to work today? Oh, gosh. For Super Bowl flu. Let's go with 3 million. 16 million. What? Six, one, six million. Oh, my. Not 60, but one, six million. Get a grip. That's million with a M. Our society imbibes way too much. And this is a slight tangent, but did you see the waste management open for the PGA Tour turned into Animal House? They had to stop serving alcohol because everyone was so blitzed. They were yelling at players. They were sliding down like, it looked like Woodstock, you 1969. What, what, what was the opening of their commercial? It's society. Societal decay. It's it's out of control, Brian. <laughs> it's insane. And anyways, back to the story of uh, kids decreasing in King but County. But I mean, it, it's funny. I know. I mean, we live where we live because in America's county, um, there are kids. Uh, uh, people have kids. There's parks for the kids. And if even if there's not parks for the kids, it's safe to walk around and the whole thing. And, uh, you know, in all of King County, I, I do know that West Seattle... No. Magnolia? Nope. Ravenna? U District? Double double dog? No. And part of it is a lack of government to create a civil society, a 24-hour civil society. <clears throat> um, whereas, uh, you know, in some of the East, east uh, neighborhoods, Sammamish and all that, it's still a civil society, um, mainly because uh, they empower their local police to not tolerate uh, drugs and crap and all that. Okay, I think some of the reasons you mentioned right there are, yes, part of the bigger picture here of why the amount of kids is on the decline in King County. I also think a part of the bigger picture here is that society-wide, kids are being viewed more as a burden and an impediment to my achievement of happiness yeah. and self-fulfillment as opposed to a gift 
and a reward that they truly are. I think there's been a generational shift in the view of children. That was a, as man, if big, career advancement is the ultimate ends to life. Biggest surprise life to me is how cheap kids are from from zero to like eight. Mm-hmm. Clothes are cheap, un- unless you care about status. Okay, but if if you belong to a church or whatever. Toys and all that. I was surprised at how cheap they are. But then again, we don't have dental problems or health problems or whatever. But but uh, I was really surprised that you know you know a third a tiny little third mouth was not that big of a deal. But people have this impression that no no you immediately need to start uh, you know that that uh, that annuity um, so that they can access it uh, when when they're eighteen at Harvard and and like you know take it one year at a time. But no, I, I don't like. I think I think it's an indicator when where you live is not as kid friendly as it used to be. So there's that. All right. Well, uh, but hold on. Look at Taylor Swift. Right, the Super Bowl okay. broadcast cut to her twenty times yesterday. She's an icon. She's loved by tens of millions of people, maybe hundreds of millions of people uh, around the world. She's, what, 34, 35 years old. She flew into LAX on Sunday morning, and she's, that was confirmed. She's single. She's had about 16 boyfriends, no kids. Yeah. And she's held up as, like, a role model for young girls everywhere and things like that. And so people get these not-so-hidden messages about, well, what's a life well-lived? Well, she's got an amazing career. She makes hundreds of millions of dollars. She's an influencer. And so people go, well, that's the kind of life I want to aspire to have. She's having the time of her life. Look, she's chugging a beer on the Jumbotron and then embracing and one of the NFL's best tight ends after he wins the Super Bowl. Yeah, she, she has no a, an idyllic life. Yeah, there's no kiddos anywhere in that picture. Um, yeah, it's the Oprah, Oprahization of, uh, of celebrity culture. But you watch, if she... Marries Kelsey and breaks up the Beatles and ruins the Chiefs. Um, <laughs> she'll she'll have kids and there'll be albums about them. And then pretty soon all the kids will be having kids. And, and by the way, at, at the same time, um, out of wedlock marriage, I mean, out of wedlock pregnancy for teenagers is at a 40-year low. So, I mean, I'm glad about that. But if it's because they all want to, like, uh, keep a six-pack and continuing being a diet influencer on Instagram... That's not healthy for a society. But then again, one-child policy wasn't healthy, and China's finding that that out the hard way. All right. uh, Well, NATO was not AAA, okay? There's not dues. It's not like the the tow truck doesn't come or something, but an auditorium full of people in South Carolina don't know that. And Biden is dunking on Trump for, you know, basically... Making up a story and riffing in front of a bunch of uh, yokels in South Carolina uh, for a uh, primary he's going to slam dunk uh, anyway. Um, And what about that uh, vigorous young JFK? Where is that? Kennedy, 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 Kennedy. For president who's seasoned through and through, a man who's... Yeah, he's he's co-opted his uncle's campaign commercial, and the family is not funny. They, they, don't, they don't have a sense of humor about that. They don't, they don't get the joke. Uh, back in a second, I am 770 KTTH.